Praise the Lord. Let's bow down our hearts and look unto the Lord. Let's thank God for all that He has done thus far. Let's glorify His holy name. Let's thank Him for bringing us to this point, for keeping us throughout the week, for keeping us throughout this year to this moment. Let's thank Him for all the thousands that have fell on our left, on our right, that He has not allowed us to partake. We have only seen with our eyes. Let's thank God for joining mercies wherever we have been to thus far this year. Let's thank Him for His mercy. Let's thank Him for His goodness. Let's thank Him for His provisions. Let's thank Him for keeping us alive. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, King of glory, Lord of lords, mighty God, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, we worship you. Father, we adore you. Because you are El Shaddai God, because you are Elohim God, because you are Jehovah Rapha, because you are Jehovah Sekedenu, thank you for you are our healer, thank you because you are our strength, thank you because you are our sanctifier, thank you Lord Jesus for your hand of mercy upon our life. Glory be unto your name, O Lord. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Lord, even as we have come before you this afternoon, O Lord, Father, we ask, do us good in the name of Jesus. Father, visit us in the mighty name of Jesus. Every power that is not of you, wherever they may be found, we decree that they will be consumed in your fire in the name of Jesus. That our ear will hear you this day. And our hearts will obey you in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Please, can I stand? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. By the special grace of God this afternoon, we're looking at a topic titled, In His Bosom. In His Bosom. The bosom I spell as B-O-S-O-M. And our text, will be taken from John chapter 13. 
So will you please turn your Bibles to John chapter 13. John chapter 13, we read from 21 to 29. John chapter 13. I read from verse 21. When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples look at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. Then, leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now, after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, What you do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. 29. For some thought, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus had said to him, Buy those things we need for the feast or that he should give something to the poor. Once again, let's bow our hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word has come forth. The power that is able to perfect our lives, release through your word this day in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. This passage, we are quite familiar with it. And this passage is talking about an encounter with the disciples. In fact, the last meal they had with him, all the twelve of them were gathered. But let's read a few more scriptures so that we have good understanding. In John 19:26, this same, it was mentioned of this same, uh, the beloved. He said, When Jesus therefore I read 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. That was this disciple at the cross. In John 20, verse 2, we read concerning him. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. If you read the rest of this passage, this same disciple 
was there and he ran to the tomb. In fact, he got there ahead of the same Peter that was always with him. And if we read further, in John 21, we see in verse 20, Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, who also had leaned on his breast as a supper, and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? This same beloved one was at the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in Deuteronomy 29, because we are looking at knowing and understanding the Lord and his words by laying in his bosom. In Deuteronomy 29:29, we see, The secret things belong unto the Lord, unto the Lord our God. Deuteronomy 29:29. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. The same passage in New Living Translation says, The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us, so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. There are secrets that belong to the Lord. There are things that belong to him alone. But who can reveal unto us? Who can reveal unto us? We see in the case of Samuel, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 3, 7, that now Samuel did not know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. At this time, before he became a priest, a prophet, he never knew the Lord. He did not know the word. In John 1:18, in John chapter 1, verse 18, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. This means that Jesus Christ came from the bosom of the Father. He is the only one that knows him completely. He is the only one that can reveal him unto us. No one else. And no wonder Peter spoke to that disciple that is always at the bosom of, the, of Jesus, that he should reveal to him the message he was trying to pass. Only Jesus has seen the Father. He is the only one that can reveal him to us. That means those of us that are wise, we ought to stay at the bosom of the Master. We ought to stay where we can receive fresh manna from Him. Now, if we look at that passage that we have read in John 13, 21 to 29, we will learn a few things. Praise the Lord. It is good to be at the feet of Jesus, as Mary, the sister of Martha, experienced. She was at the feet of Jesus, and Jesus acknowledged that she has stayed at the feet where that which is necessary, she will learn of it. That which is needful, that one thing that is needful, she will know of it. But when we stay at the bosom, 
we will have direct revelation from him. It is a lot better to be at the bosom of the Lord because that is where spiritual things are revealed. That is where the spiritual things are revealed. At the bosom is like at the tabernacle of the righteous where we can have the continuous presence of God. That is where the sanctuary is, where the world flows ceaselessly. It is a place of study. The bosom we are talking about is not anybody's lap. It's not the Jesus tummy. But it is a place where we can learn of him. It is a place of prayer. It is a place of fasting. It is a place of meditation and the reading of his word for our understanding. Praise the Lord. That is a place we will be alone with God. It is a place of being alone with him. It is a discipleship school. It is a training ground where God can reveal to us things of the heaven. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is good for us to come to church like this. But you will see that all the twelve were at the table. They were all present, but only one had revelation knowledge of what Jesus was speaking. That means at the table there are a lot to learn. But when we stay and we plug in to his bosom, we have spiritual food. Physical food that nourish the body is available at the table. But the spiritual food that make us to grow, that make us to stand, that make us to be immovable, that make us to be unshakable, is only at his bosom. Praise the Lord. And that is where John the Beloved stayed. Peter was at the table. And that is why he was able to deny his Lord. And that is why he was not as bold. But by the time he returned to the bosom of the Lord, he was as bold, he was the outspoken of all the disciples. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Numbers 23, Numbers 23:19, the Word of God says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of man that he should repent. As he said, and shall he not do it? As he spoken, and shall he not make it good? At the bosom of the Lord, we will hear exactly what the Lord is saying. There is a lot of thou say the Lord, but it will only come to pass if it is the Lord that actually said it. The only way we can be mightily used of God is when we have revelation knowledge of what he wants to do. It's only when we have good understanding of him. That is when we can be used of him. But when we are still yet unlearned, but when we are still yet not with the word, 
where we are still with the meek and not the meat, as we find in 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3, from verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have, fled, I have fed you with meat and not with meat, for hitherto you are not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Praise the Lord. Men in the bosom of the Lord are close to his heart. They are not carnal. There is no strife. There is no envy in their camp. They hear the Lord directly. And they act promptly, even as they hear it. The advantage of hearing from the Lord, you will see it when you read James 4.3. It says, we pray amaze. Why do we pray amaze? Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amaze, that ye may consume it upon your lust. If we do not know what the Spirit is telling us, if we do not know what is the time that we have, how are we going to pray the prayer that heaven will respond to? When we are supposed to be asking God, in repentance, we may be praying for the power to come upon us. How can we endure with the power of God when there is still unforgiving spirit in us, when we are yet to repent of that which we have done wrong? Sometimes we are praying for the anointing of God to come upon us, but yet we are not broken. Instead of us, if we have spiritual knowledge, to cry unto the Lord, to release unto us the heart of brokenness, so that we will be able to do that which he is calling us to do. We are asking for him to anoint us. We are asking for the, spirit, for the spiritual gift, when indeed what we need is to be mature in him. We cannot handle the gift of God if we are not mature. We might be asking God to prosper us, to bless us. But how are we going to be blessed when we have leaking pockets that God needs to first seal? When we are asking God to bless us, the salary is not the issue. But those things that I want are not necessary in our lives where we are plugging and sending our money to, where they are not supposed to be there, instead of putting it in kingdom business. But if we have spiritual understanding, we will be able to pray and pray right. We should pray to know the will of God. How can we know the will of God if we are not in his bosom? If we do not hear directly from him? If we rely, just like Peter at the table, if we rely on the third party, if we rely on second-hand information from others, but if we hear directly from him, 
we know his will. Instead of us to pray that the Lord should padlock our mouth, we are asking God to deal with our enemies. The mouth that speak amiss, the mouth that run down others, that mouth cannot, it cannot bless others. And that is the enemy that we're supposed to deal with. Not that God kill our enemy. Praise the Lord. You can imagine the confusion at the table when the Lord spoke these things, this word to his disciples. If not for the one that was leaning at his bosom. They look at Judah in his positional base. They thought because he was the treasurer that the law was telling him go and do this quickly. But that was not the issue. They look at him in his physical status. They did not see his spiritual condition. We can only see the spiritual condition of our spouse, of our children, even of our church, only when we are at his bosom. The rest see Peter, see Judas as treasurer. Go and pay for the food. Go and give to the poor. That was what they thought the Lord was assigning him to do. They did not know that this man has completely gone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Today, there are so many in the church that want to speak about the world, but they themselves do not have the understanding of heaven concerning the world that they want to speak. The good thing about the disciples was they had someone who was leaning at the bosom of the Lord to teach them. But a lot of churches today lack any that lean at the bosom, that can bring the word as the Lord meant it. Praise the Lord. We may look at what is going on in our surroundings now and not be able to plug in to the spiritual meaning of it. We may look at our jobs, we may look at our family, but we may not look at what God wants to do in the region as a result of the crisis. The Lord wants to set the people free so that they can serve him. Praise the Lord. At the end of it, there will be freedom to choose. And the people will be able to come out of their shelf to serve our living God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Asking and receiving, we need to have spiritual understanding. You can see Peter asking Again, amazed, as we found in that John 21 that we read. From 20 to 22 in John chapter 21, he said, Then Peter, turning about, said the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayed thee? And he went on in 21. Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. 
Peter was concerned about someone else, but he did not look at his own spiritual state. But the Lord told him, what should concern you now is to follow me. At this time of the year, and with all that is going on around us, our focus should be how to follow him. Our focus should be how to be in his bosom. That we will have understanding of the time. That we will be able to pray the right prayer that brings results. Praise the Lord. In Ephesians 3.3, we read that how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. We need to know the mystery of the kingdom to be able to plug in into what the Lord is doing. Sad thing is, a lot are fleeing from this bosom. A lot are not able to stay there. It is our choice whether we want to be at his bosom or we want to remain where we are at the moment. That decision is for us. The disciples at the table even at the table with the Lord, they did not fully understand what he was saying, let alone if we stay far away. Praise the Lord. If we want to receive revelation knowledge, we need to determine and make up our mind to come closer to him, to lean at his bosom. The question is, why? Why do men flee from the presence of God? Of course, attraction to sin is number one. When we cannot stay holy, when we cannot stay pure, when we continue to get entangled with things of this world, we are not at his bosom. When our prayer life is weak, when we only utter words that are not powered, then we are quite far from his bosom. When we have, we are in the state of spiritual famine. When we cannot spare time to be at his feet. When we cannot study privately. Then we are quite far from his bosom. When we are overconfident in our spiritual life. When we are unteachable. That condition is far from the bosom of the Lord. We must all come to learn of him. Taking God for granted. It's surprising that some do not fear God. In the way they live their life, it is obvious that they fear something else. Lack of holiness within and without. Take us far away from his presence. If we are holy inside, our outside will speak holiness. We cannot give what we do not have. If an orange is ripe, we notice it from the outside. It means the inside is ripe. If the outside is not, the inside is definitely not ripe. If we are proud internally, all that we do, we exhibit pride. If we are hungry, if spirit of anger is in us, whatever we do, we manifest the same spirit. Praise the Lord. We need to give more time to things of the Lord. 
Hunger may cause to be far from him. It may cause to be far from his bosom. In Ecclesiastes 7, we read in verse 9 that hunger rests in the bosom of the fool. It says, hunger labored one as fool. An hungry man will behave and after a while, when he comes back to himself, he will find himself to have done what he never expected to do. And that shows foolishness. And that is what this verse of the scripture is saying. Anger labors one as fool. We need to pray and ask God to completely wipe off every spirit of anger in us. Unforgiving spirit will take us far away from his bosom. If we have someone that we cannot forgive, if we have someone that we have written off, it means we are far at distance from his bosom. If we are involved in sexual immorality, we have traveled very far from his presence. From the moment we have done that, we are quite far from him. We need to seek the Lord. We need to go back to him in repentance. We need to seek for counseling and we need to seek for deliverance. Praise the Lord. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit of God that reveals the mind of God to us. But if we grieve that Spirit, how do we expect to receive of Him? And if we are the one, even as the word is coming today, that it goes from one ear and out from the other one. That is, if we are summer proof, nothing comes in. You know, something that is waterproof means water cannot go in. But if we are summer proof, the same thing will happen. We are quite far from his bosom. No message moves us, nothing touches us, nothing changes our situation. We come in and we go just the same. That means we are far from the bosom. If we have unprofitable friends that we cannot cut off from, we are quite far from him. Unbrokenness, unbrokenness means we cannot be in the presence of God. Because things that he will ask us to do, will take us to be humble to be able to do them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Learning from others. In Romans 15.4, we read, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. Romans 15.4 If we look at the life of Adam, Adam gained worldly wisdom just by eating that forbidden fruit. But he lost his position in the bosom of the Lord. He lost fellowshipping with God. The Lord that normally comes in the cool of the evening to commune with him ceased to come. Cain got self-satisfaction in Genesis 4. After he took revenge by killing Abel, he was satisfied with his heart's desire, but he lost the presence of God. Lot went down to the plain of Jordan. 
By the time he came out of Sodom and Gomorrah, he lost his testimonies. He lost his wife. He lost all that he acquired in that land to fire. Gehazi could have been the most mighty prophet in the Old Testament. But he lost it all by having interest in the wealth of Naaman. He got the wealth of Naaman, but he got it with leprosy. He was far from the bosom of the Lord. He actually flee from his presence. And that rich man that died, and poor Lazarus, the beggar, we know how he ended up. He ended up in hair fire while he saw the beggar in the bosom of Abraham. Praise the Lord. Noah was great in the eyes of the Lord. He had wonderful testimony. But when he went astray through the bottle of wine, as we find in Genesis 19, he lost his place in the bosom of the Lord. Enemy has kept so many even busy in things of this world. But every sinner is far from the presence of God. Every sinner cannot hear, cannot receive of him because his presence of the consuming fire cannot tolerate the sinner, the sin in them. Praise the Lord. How do we find our place back into his bosom? How do we find our place back into his bosom? How do we occupy his bosom? We need to do a comprehensive review of our spiritual life. We need a spiritual checkup. We need to check the way we talk. We need to check the way we dress. We need to look at the things that occupies our time. We need to check on our habits. We need to look at our prayer life. We need to look at our study life. We need to see whether God is actually in our timetable or not. And if we find out some of these things, we need to come to the Lord in repentance. We need to confess all our weaknesses unto him. We need to seek for help. We need to seek for counseling so that our life will be secured in him. And all that we purpose to do, the Lord will be the one that guides us, that leads us. And that is the only way we can find our way back to his bosom. We need to have intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit of God that knows what is in the heart of the living God. And he is the only one that can reveal the heart of God unto us. If we are far from him, if we are grieving him, definitely we are far from the, his bosom. But for us to find our place back into the bosom of the Lord, we need to have intimate relationship with the Spirit of God. And we need to pray ourselves into that bosom. There are things that we need to denounce. There are things we need to ask God to help us to be able to stay away from. There are lifestyles that we need to draw, which we cannot do by our own strength, which is only the power of God that can cut them off from us. We need to pray 
ourselves back into his bosom. In First Peter 5.8, the word of God says, we have to be sober. Being sober means being broken. Unbrokenness takes us away from his presence. What Peter was saying was asking us to discipline ourselves, submitting permanently to the hand of the Lord. Brokenness, it is the seed of power. It is the place where we are empowered for his work. It is the place at which we are empowered for his service. It is the place where things are revealed unto us to do that which he wants accomplished in us and through us. The enemy also takes advantage of every unbroken area of our lives and he uses it to cage us. If we know that we cannot surrender to, to the Lord concerning this area that we are struggling with, he continues to take advantage. And that is why we need to go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to deal with every area of our life that we are still holding on to against the will and purpose of God. When we are broken, the God can use us. The God can do that which he purposed to do. The level of power that is in the church today depends on the brokenness of the members. As we have more that are broken to him, the power of God, the level of that power will increase. And that will be our portion in the name of Jesus. The key to power, once again, is soberness in our dressing, in our speech, and in our conduct. We need to be sober. Our behavior must show that we have been to its bosom. Brokenness leads us into the bosom, the seat of the information of God, where secret things are revealed. The secret things that belong to the Lord. The only place it can be revealed to you and I and the church is the bosom of the Lord. And that is where we have to be. We need to find our place in that bosom. Another thing we see in John chapter 15. Let's quickly read it. Please. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, we read from verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, it prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean. Because of the word which I have spoken to you, abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. The only place that the Lord wants us to be is in the place of abiding in him. We have to abide in him. The resident of his bosom are those that abide in him. Fruitfulness is found in that place. The blessing that he has pronounced can only be received in that place. 
when we abide completely in his presence, we will receive all that we are expected of the Lord. We will accomplish much for his glory. The desire of his heart shall be accomplished. That is where we ought to be. We have to be in that place of his bosom. And to be there, we need to abide in him. Because if we do not abide, we cannot receive of him. The question is, do you desire to hear him? Do you desire to hear his voice? Because there are so many that the Lord is speaking to and that they do not understand. Just like the rest of the disciples. Twelve of them at the table. Only one had the understanding. Do you want to understand him? Do you want to hear his voice? There are so many people that have testified escaping death just because they could hear the Lord. Just because they could hearken unto what he was saying. The Lord is calling us today. The Lord is asking us today to trace our steps back to his bosom where we can be learned of him, where we can receive the information that will strengthen us for the rest of the journey. The Lord is calling you and I to his bosom. The question is, will you lean on his bosom? Will you want to learn of him? Will you want to abide with him? Do you desire the secret things that belong to God? Praise the Lord. Let's close our eyes. Let's begin to look unto him. Let's take inventory of our lives. Let's review our lives. Are we where God wants us to be? Are we in the place of power? Are we at his bosom? Or are we far from his bosom? The words that we hear, are they profitable in our lives? And do we desire to rest at his bosom? Where information from the throne of grace is released. We need to pray and ask Jesus to come to our hearts. Let's ask him to come to our hearts. Can we stand on our feet even as we pray this prayer? Lord, come into my heart fresh again. Lord Jesus, I ask you to take over the inner of me. My heart, I release into your hand. Take over. Come into my heart. Come and sup with me. Come and reveal things of heaven unto me. Open my spiritual eyes to see as you see. Let's pray. Every spiritual blindness, every spiritual deafness, every spiritual dumbness that the Lord should take away today and give us ear that hears him, eyes that see as he sees. Let's ask the Lord 
Let's open our mouth and ask him. Let's pray. Every power that is assigned to waste our salvation, let's decree that the power of God will destroy them. All the disciples were saved, but only one had revelation of what he was saying. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us still pray. As individuals, we know what has taken us away from the presence of God. That we are not feeling His presence not feeling his joy, we're not hearing from him. We open the Bible and it's just flat. There is no revelation. Something has taken us away. Whatever be the scene, whatever be the thing, let us pray this afternoon. God, give me victory over this scene. Let's pray that prayer. God is here, the God of all grace. It's only God that can give us victory over sin. Victory over the devil. We cannot do it ourselves. Let's ask God. This is time to pray. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, whatever, O oh God, the enemy has used to take us out of the way, O oh God. Father, this day we are asking for victory over them. Father, let their powers be broken from our lives. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you are the God of sufficient grace. Let your grace be sufficient for every one of us this afternoon in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. You know where the Christian journey is looking very heavy. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Why don't you pray wherever the weight is becoming heavy? Oh God, give me grace, give me grace. Let's pray that prayer at this time. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you know where we are weak. You know where the enemy has loaded us up. Father, we pray, let the grace from above come upon our lives this day. Father, to lift up this burden from our shoulder in the name of Jesus. Lord, every pressure from the pit of hell. Father, I pray you will diffuse from our lives today. Let the power of your spirit possess us, O God, to give us victory. The Bible says we are not under the law, but under grace. And so sin shall not have dominion. Lord, let your grace lift us above every sin this day. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. We're still going to pray. Every enticement of the devil, oh God, deliver me. Everything that entices us to that thing that takes us out of the way of God, oh God, deliver me today. Whatever the enticement, no matter how sweet, pleasurable, Oh God, deliver me today. Father, we come, oh God, because you are our deliverer. Lord, we pray that the snares of the fowler, Father, the baits that the enemy uses, oh God, to trap us. Father, we pray, deliver us this day. Severe them from our lives. Empower us to say no in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray.
We are going to pray. Everything in our lives that has made us to disgrace our testimony, to disgrace the name of God. Oh God, today, let it be rooted out from my life. Let's pray that prayer. Everything that has made people to laugh at you, say you say you are a Christian, look at what you are saying, look at the way you are behaving. Oh God, this day, uproot that stigma, uproot that spot from my life. Let the blood of Jesus wash me, cleanse me, purify my heart today. Father, in the name of Jesus, the blood of your Son was shed, that we may be spotless, we may be blameless before you. The power that is in that blood, oh God, let it be applied to our lives, applied to every area of our lives, wherever, oh God, we have disgraced your name. Oh Lord, let that blood, oh God, wash us, and let them see a new man, even this day and from this day forward, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Our God in heaven, we thank you for bringing us into your sanctuary. Lord, you have told us about that place of rest in your bosom. And Lord, various things have taken us out of that place of rest, out of that place of joy, out of that place of liberty. And so, Lord, we know we cannot deliver ourselves. And that's why we have called upon your name this afternoon. Lord, we are praying everything that has removed us from your bosom, Father, we pray you will wash us by the blood of your Son. Cleanse us totally this afternoon in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, the powers that they exerted over us in the time past, Father, we pray the power of your Spirit. That all-sufficient grace that flows from Calvary. Father, let it empower us and help us to stand against them from today forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we have prayed. Wherever we have disgraced your name, wherever, oh God, we have not borne the right testimony, oh Lord, we are praying today, you will empower us to go to that place of defeat as victors in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, those that have laughed at us, they will see a new man in the name of Jesus. In our offices, they will see a change in our lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, we will dwell in your bosom. Lord, we will radiate your glory and the fullness of your joy upon our faces. Lord, the people will see it and they will glorify your name in the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your holy name. We thank you for your servant that you have used. Oh Lord, we pray more of your anointing, more of your power. Bestow upon him in the name of Jesus. Thank you for hearing our prayers. As we go this day, O oh Lord, we will rest in your bosom. Lord, we will dwell at your presence. Father, we will abide with you. And Lord, your name will be glorified in our lives. Thank you for the answers. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Go in the presence of the Lord.